Nice, Jordan Flegel. Everybody, uh, I took the intro today. The, yeah, the, the scat man himself, but uh, you, you heard it here first, man. Jordan Flegel, the scat man. Northwest Division preview 2023-2024. Big dog ball talk, man. I Jordan Flegel. You cannot be missing this right now. Back to the Monday and Friday grind uh, officially. It was we are uh, going to be breaking down every single team in the season NBA. Season three, season three, man. Feels like it's uh, still season wow. one. We're still young pups in this. Uh, this podcasting game, man. But uh, I mean, anyone who's been sticking around knows we got the hottest takes that make you quake. And uh, baby, we got a good one for uh, for the the first return podcast uh, for the season three. Uh, I guess you can still count this as like a two and a half uh, since the season actually hasn't started. Yeah, but uh, definitely heavily uh, influencing uh, everything that you're gonna hear about us. Our takes are uh, long, ongoing, yeah. probably not really that funny jokes that uh, we're gonna keep telling hey. anyways. Uh, but yeah. uh, that the Northwest Division is the first team we're going to tackle. Uh, obviously, Jordan, I mean, in the past, we've always kind of gone Eastern Conference, starting with the Atlantic Division. But uh, we're switching up the order this yeah. year. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit why uh, later on into the, the podcast. But uh, definitely a crazy NBA offseason as a whole this uh, this year, Jordan. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it feels crazy, but also at the same time, like I've been waiting for things to happen for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just haven't, uh, you know. I remember back, it was, you predicted Dame would be moved, uh, Damian Lillard would be traded by July 4th, I, I think. that one, yeah. That was a bit off. Um, you know, the whole James Harden thing we've been waiting on. Mm-hmm. So there's dominoes that feel like they still have to fall, otherwise it's going to it's gonna feel strange if nothing else happens. Um, but yeah, there, there's still been a lot of crazy, you know, things going on, on and off the court, um, or, you know, sort of to do with basketball but also not not so much to do with basketball but you know in the in the nba world mm-hmm. and uh yeah it feels it you know it's that time of year it's getting a bit colder uh i'm starting to i actually go through a period in the summer where i actually it, you know aside from like rumors going on i do kind of forget that the nba exists and then i remember oh yeah that you know my i have uh, you know a reason to be joyful again pretty soon i'm gonna be able to watch you, you got like the uh, basketball the norman osborne uh, the green goblin mask is talking to you in the corner you now yes. know that uh, the, the next six months where you're going to be devoted <laughs> yes exactly yes but uh jordan there's no more uh no more point here skipping around the the bush trying to juggle these balls let's just get right into it man let's put our uh, all our hands on uh, uh, one collective ball uh the denver nuggets the larry o'brien trophy winners reigning nba champions the cream of the crop they rose to the top this offseason or this nba season pardon me uh and you know jordan as uh, you know as great as they were as dominant as they really were throughout the entire year uh you know uh, barely any opposition really throughout the the entire postseason run that they had uh you know one of the top teams in the nba uh throughout the regular season as well uh you know i think a lot of people really kind of need need to talk about this season as you know uh b- bigger success than it really even should have ever been yeah. uh because when you really think about it like i mean we were kind of down on them through the regular season. They just kind of like breezed their way to a, a near 60 win, or it might have actually been 60 win season again. Uh, you know, it, top dogs in the Western Conference. But I mean, the question on everyone's mind, Jordan, can they repeat the efforts of that? Like, uh, can, can we see another, uh, you know, step up here from Jamal Murray, but uh, just throughout a whole extended regular season? Uh, and, and, you know, can Jokic continue to, you know, maybe put up, uh, you know, his third MVP in four years? Yeah, it's I, I'm really interested interested to see what the the Nuggets do. Um, 
you know, they, they, it was, when it came to the regular season last year, it felt like they took it really seriously at the beginning. You know, they came out of the gates really hot. And then, you know, the, after the all-star break, they just kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Seemed like they were throwing games. Uh, you know, Jokic was resting a lot of the, you know, a lot, a lot of the time just kind of, you know, once they, in their mind, had that one seed locked up, um, you know, they they didn't look as as good going down the stretch. But yeah. then, of course, in the playoffs, they flipped the switch. And, and you know, it, it's crazy to look back at now. Like, no one really tested them in the playoffs. Nope. Like, really. Like, like they you know, they obviously sweep the Lakers, even though that was competitive. Um, but, you know, you go through all the series that, that, that they played. Sweeps man. Yeah, well, exactly, and I mean, right up into the to the finals against the Heat. I mean, the Heat put up, you know, did their Heat things. I don't even remember. Did they win one or two games? I think it was just uh, the one. Yeah. I think it was, uh, it was. It was over in five yeah. in Denver. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, they 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 steal that one, you know, in game two. But otherwise, like, yeah, Denver just for all their the questions people had about their defense, uh, they they stepped up when they needed to all all throughout the playoffs, and and all their guys stepped up defensively. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, uh, J- Jamal Murray, maybe you could say their weakest defender in that starting five. Uh, you can make that argument. He did something uh, I, you know, was I was very impressed with his uh, defensive effort mm-hmm. all playoffs long. And he it's a similar thing that Devin Booker did uh, for his deep run when the Suns made the, the, the finals in 2021. No one really thought of Devin Booker as a, a good defensive player before then. But, you know, the, the, these guys, when they're these uber competitive guys, Maybe defense doesn't, you know, come all that naturally to them, but when they put their mind to it, you know, they, they can do it. And, you know, I think Jokic took a step up defensively. Aaron Gordon, we know what he can do. Um, even a guy like uh, MPJ, uh, you know, p- put in work on the defensive end. So all these guys, like th- this team was just by far and away the most impressive team. They were the, 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 the right team to win the championship last year. And I, I think they can repeat, but it – you know they have lost pieces and and now depth is an issue like bruce yeah, brown sure. was such yep. a big part big part of what they did um uh and and did jeff green uh, get out of there as well because yeah yep. yeah jeff green's gone no jeff green as well who was also uh, you know a really key uh contributor uh especially in the playoffs uh he, yep, both yep. of those guys allowed them to do very versatile things with their starters and their bench unit and uh, so that that's really the only question. Like the top end talent, we know what it is. None of these guys are falling off a cliff. They're all still young. Jokic, twenty eight. Um, uh, uh, Murray, twenty six. Like like and, and uh, like all these other guys. Uh, Aaron Gordon also twenty eight. Yep. Uh, MPJ obviously a bit younger. Like all these guys, that their their core four are 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 good. Even a guy like Christian Brown, I think he's gonna st- you know sort of fill that. Um, Bruce Brown uh, void a little bit, you know, Brown to Brown, uh, you know, connection. KCP, they've still got, like, when you look at their top guys, it's really, really elite. But, you know, after that, they're, they're, they're going to have to either, you know, get contributions from guys who didn't really help out that much last year, like Zeke Naji or something. Yeah. Or they might have to, you know, if they're if, if, if there's too much pressure being put on their top seven to, you know, really, really carry through the regular season, they might have to, you know, see about, trying to make some sort of move at the trade deadline because i think depth depth is going to be the question for them they, they have the top end talent but it's uh you know you i i don't want to you know if, if i'm the nuggets that's my only fear that i've kind of worn out my guys going into the playoffs when you know uh just having a few more contributors would have helped sort of have get them to have fresh legs as, as the playoff begins so that's that's 
what I'd be looking at for them. Yeah, and I think that speaks perfectly into kind of how I feel about this team. Like, I, I really do think there's going to be quite a bit of a championship hangover for uh, for the Nuggets this year. Uh, I mean, I, I I mean a lot of other people, uh, you know, are in the agreement here that Jokic probably hasn't even looked at a basketball all summer. Uh, I mean, uh, realistically, I'm sure he's still staying in shape doing his workouts and whatnot. But, I mean, uh, you know, it, it is true. Like, he's not, uh, he's not out there grinding. He's not hitting the court. But, I mean, uh, you know, when you're on that championship – grind throughout the uh you know that long turbulent season you're not really looking to go and get back at the gym right away i mean obviously there's the, the michael yeah. george kobe bryant's out there that uh, you know are back in there uh, like a day or two later uh but at the end of the day uh i mean this team doesn't have guys who are all like that uh i mean like at the end of the day, MPJ, I still think there's a lot of question marks, uh, you know, surrounding him. If he's going to be that number three guy, like Aaron Gordon, as great as he was in the playoffs and even in the regular season, he's not really good enough to be a number three on a, you know, a championship winning team. Uh, and, and when you look at, you know, another 82 game season, uh, you know, plus uh, potential, you know, in season tournament uh, that I guess counts towards yeah. the, uh, some of those games. Uh, but I mean, I mean, like Jamal Murray's not going to be able to play the full season. I mean, I know he's had so many injury concerns and everything kind of looked like it was finally in the past. It just seems like with guys like that, especially when you're a big name, you're going to have games where you're going to sit out. The, the wear and tear is still going to be there. Uh, and then obviously the biggest glaring issue that uh, you know I'm always looking at ahead of the seasons, uh, like you said, the depth is pretty stinky on this team. You've got guys who are decent, but like I, I mean, you know better than anyone how big I am on Bruce Brown and uh, you know his, his talents even before he was on the Nuggets. Uh, it, it's it's kind of hard to say. Like, yeah, Christian Brown, you know, he, he looked like he was a bit of a dog out there. The, the, the young pup is finally getting his chance to, you know, shed the collar and uh, walk free in, the, the, in his big yard. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, I mean, he's, he, needs, uh, he definitely needs some polishing uh, around a lot of the assets of his game. I mean, uh, you know, defensively he hustles, but, you know, he's not uh, the, the biggest guy out there on the court, not the most athletic as well. Uh, and then you've got aging guys like Reggie Jackson that you're relying on. Uh, Justin Holliday, who's been, uh, you know, just such a, you know, average guy his entire career you know uh, not not a bad player by any means You're but average. i mean he's not he's not doing anything off the bench that's gonna like win you a game ever uh yeah. peyton yeah. watson a guy who's unproven uh zeke Naji, a guy who's been in the league for a couple of years now i believe and still hasn't you know really cracked any rotations uh and, and yeah. a team where he's kind of going to be looked at as a backup big unless you want to rule 48 year old deandre ayton out onto the court uh i mean like like legitimately this is a uh, a really thin bench that I just I'm not sold that you know throughout the the NBA playoffs is going to be able to keep you you know competitive and there's a lot of teams in the league this year uh, that are very top loaded uh, top end heavy uh, but I just think when you've played so many deep basketball seasons uh, the last couple of years uh, you've dealt with injuries you've dealt with a lot of guys who you know struggle with being in and out of shape uh, this could be a uh, this could be a rocky start to the season uh, I, I still think they're a playoff lock obviously I think they're gonna you know be a tough yeah, team to yeah. beat but uh, I, I think there's definitely a ceiling you can cap on this Nuggets team in comparison to you know some of the years they've had in the past. Yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be harder for them. Like it's, it's already hard for a team to repeat. It's like it's so hard. That's why it doesn't happen very often. Um, there's just too many things. Like you know, every NBA champion gets lucky uh, in 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 a whole bunch of different ways. So many things have to go right for you, um, and that's that's hard. Even if you do bring back you know your your exact team that that won from the year before. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's going to be hard. I I I. You know, 
we'll get in our our mega our mega season preview. We'll we'll I will I'll I won't reveal whether I think you know they can repeat or if I'm officially picking them uh, to repeat or not. Mm-hmm. But like it, it no no matter how you slice it, it's going to be very hard. Um, and you know yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they if 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 they did make some. You know, small moves, especially if you know the the, the 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 thing too is like this team is now all in. Like the yeah. fact that they won, they they they've got Jokic now, on you know locked up on his massive contract. They've got all their their top top line guys locked up for for the next little bit. They're going to be uh, going all in every year. So you know if there if there is like one one glaring sort of hole I, I see on this team to to come off the bench is just an actual like more traditional pass first point guard yep, to. Yeah bring all these guys together like you're you you've got you're, you're putting a lot of faith in reggie jackson who I, I don't hate reggie jackson but he's not really like that kind of pass per, pass first table setter type guy he can kind of do that but he, he'd much prefer to go out there and score yep you got uh, poor old ish smith uh been on every team in the league by now you know i like him as well but he's kind of you know a, a guy to come in and you just get some buckets and i think they're lucky that basically their two point guards are Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Like that's, that's who brings the ball up for them a lot of the time, but that's a lot of pressure to always have that playmaking, um, you know, responsibility on those two guys. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, unless they just run away with the, the West again, if they look to make an upgrade, um, at that point guard spot off the bench, I I think they could really use that. But, but yeah, needless to say, you know, they're, they're still going to be a good team. Um, but, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how far they can go. Uh, I'm still rooting for them though. Love Jokic. Yeah, that's, love, they've love been your Canadian, boys. Canadian guy, Murray. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. I mean, I picked them to make the finals last year. I did mm-hmm. not pick them to win, but, uh, I had them get into the finals. Yeah. Well, uh, a team that I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I don't think either of us are going to have them as our, uh, NBA championship pick. Uh, once we do get to our, uh, yeah, our mega <laughs> upload, uh, when we, we do our full season preview, uh, you know, Reviewing, obviously, the NBA hardware, NBA championship picks, everything you want to see. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that soon. But the Utah Jazz, man, I don't see uh, anybody on this team giving any kind of glimmer of hope or uh, anything really that uh, resembles, you know, a team that could possibly contend. Or, uh, you know, in my books, I don't really see the playoffs this season something that's attainable for this season. I don't know what the hell the direction that this team's going in. Uh, you know, last year, obviously, uh, you know, overachieved, did a lot of great things. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they still finished, you know, outside of the play-in tournament. Uh, they didn't look great. Uh, you know, they didn't move any of these older veteran guys who uh, you know, they think they'd want to get a lot of young assets for. Uh, and then to top it all off in the offseason, you go ahead and you trade for John Collins, who's essentially, uh, I mean, you didn't really give up much to get him. But essentially, this guy has done nothing in the past, I don't know, three seasons that's really credible. He's continued a downward spiral uh, over in Atlanta, and uh, you know now you get him at a yeah. stock low. Uh, I don't really get what the, 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 the Jazz are thinking right now. Yeah, yeah, the John Collins thing was, was a little bit weird. Like, I, I, I sort of understand picking him up as, as an asset if you're going to try and flip him sometime this season but you know i don't think he, he he was on the trading block for the last you know two three years uh didn't really get much interest from anybody um and, so, and for the record i was sure. big on john collins at one point like i did think he actually had some you know he had some nice I potential the idea of john yeah collins. yeah i liked him in their their playoff run when they you know but but i also like trey young in his in, in that playoff run and 
I'm mostly off him again, <clears throat> but, but yeah, no, I, 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 I was always kind of surprised that the Hawks couldn't get more for John Collins, like, or they couldn't get something they were willing to, 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 to go and get. I mean, I don't even remember who the fuck went back to the Hawks on the other side of the John Collins trade. Who, who, who did he get traded for? I, don't, was it I think it was like anyone li- even... literally like a couple, like a, like two second round picks or some shit. Yeah, I, I don't think it was any sort of even even rotation players. Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but you know, no, no huge different di- difference makers. Uh, you know, that that are now in Atlanta, and so like, they like I I get I get you know Utah's at the beginning of this this rebuild. Will Hardy's oh uh, it was for Rudy Gay to handle that. Oh yeah, Rudy. <laughs> I forgot about Rudy. Sorry, Rudy. You're I not mean, a nobody, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah. it's 2023-24, man. Yeah. Sorry. Um, ten years ago on the Raptors, you were you were uh, okay. you were okay actually. <laughs> yeah. you know, I always tell the story. I, I went to that uh, one a live season with the Grizzlies. Saw... That's all that mattered. <laughs> no, he was good. Uh, I went to a, 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 a game when Rudy Gay was on the Raptors, and he yelled at Jonas Valanciunas uh, in a really mean way, and I was like, I don't like you, Rudy Gay. Uh, and then he got traded, uh, so I was happy about that. Um, Ooh, Jonas but, and uh, uh, did Roni did uh, Jonas get uh, Rudy <laughs> Gay out of yeah Roni? Did he get him out of uh, Toronto? I don't know. I think so. I think he demanded. Uh, he's like, it's him or me. Yeah. Um, and then he went and remember when he w- got arrested for drunk driving in Wasaga Beach? Do you that remember cool. that? That Jonas? was cool. That was a classic. The only time I, mean, I think it's I cool. don't condone it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that exactly. was that's kind of funny. Um, Imagine the guy <laughs> gets out of the car seven foot. <laughs> oh my god. But okay, so you got you know you got John Collins, like. Um, I, I get I get the stockpiling of young assets. If you're Utah, you're just trying to figure things out. You're at the beginning of this rebuild, but like, well, I just I I never really understand why these teams keep around the veterans that they do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I get that it's good to have an older guy in the locker room to teach these young guys how to do things. Otherwise, you have a Houston Rockets slash uh charlotte hornet situation where everyone just it runs rampant i get that but i don't think you need a jordan clarkson on this team like i, I don't i i really don't and i and i and i he's teach him how know. to fight <laughs> he's teaching them how to fight teaching them how to you know chuck shots uh and you know play outside of uh you know uh, no hate to jordan clarkson he's a good player and and i would uh, the, the other point i you know, the, the other reason I would like to see him not on this team is because he could help a real contender mm-hmm. or a real playoff For team. Sure. So he's a guy I'd like to see moved. Um, I, I don't really know why he's still there. Kelly Olynyk can really help another team as well. You don't need to be... He likes uh, playing uh, for bad the, teams. He was on the Pistons he before does, this, he too. <laughs> I know. I know. Pretty sure he signed and, uh, with the Heat when nobody thought they were going to do shit, too. He just he went to the finals then, with them, but... <laughs> true. And they love him in Utah. I'm not sure why, but they, they obviously love him in Utah. Um, Weird, yeah. But, like... It's yeah. It's a, anyway, but like I, the, the the only thing that annoys me with with you know teams that kind of hog these older uh, players who are actually assets is you can just bring in an old guy who sucks. Like he's still he's still gonna you know help that locker room out. He's gonna be cheaper, um, and then you can you know you can you can trade the these older guys that you have that are good for for more younger assets. So that's my only my only quip with this Utah team this year. Like please trade these guys by the deadline, get them to someone, you know, uh, who, who can use them and get some, get some assets back. But otherwise, like, there's not really much to look forward to in terms of team success for the Jazz. Last year, they started off really hot. That, I don't think they're going to be able to jump out on anyone like that this year. I think people are going to be like, okay, yes, Kelly Olynyk can pass out of the high post. Let's, let's take these guys seriously a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you've got someone like Walker Kessler. You're going to see how he, um, you know takes the next step 
forward. He was obviously an incredible, you know, incredible as a rookie last year. Um, Keontae George uh, was awesome in summer league. You know, everyone's kind of really high on him. His kind of body transformation, how well he shot the ball, and you know, hit hit him as a prospect. It's going to be interesting to see him. But again, that's why I'm like, why why you you've got Keontae George, but you've got Jordan Clarkson. I mean, how much of you know how many shots is he going to take away? Um, you know, when when you should really just be giving it to George and just you know let letting him make his mistakes. Exactly. So um, if they can fit if they can figure that all out and and really work on just you know uh, developing their young guys that they have, then I don't really have problems. But then. The, the 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 only other sort of thing that you're looking at is someone like Laurie Markkinen. Do you hold on to him and and John Collins for that matter? Two 26 year old guys. Like, yeah. do you hold on to them to wait to in, until your real young guys are like ready to play with them, or do you flip them? I don't know. That's the question for them. But I mean, you know, it, it, it's the Jazz. They're they're right at the beginning of this total retooling rebuild. So they're not going to make any noise, but there's some interesting guys on the roster. But this is the weirdest way to go about it, I feel like. And maybe we're just used to the blatant, like, tanking, yeah. trade everyone, burn it to the fucking ground, and, uh, you know, move on. Uh, you just be the worst team you can be. Because they are still fielding and putting together, like, somewhat competitive teams. Like, this team could yeah. give you trouble any given night with the current roster that they've got. I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> something's breaking on the set right now. We're just... Everything's destroying. I don't know. Uh, Alex, Alex, Alex knocked something over. Yeah, Alex did this shit. Uh, but for real, um, I, I don't know what the the like how this team's gonna work out long term. Because uh, again, like even you look at the like you said, uh, a Lori Markin and a John Collins, uh, even like Colin Sexton, guys who are technically young. Yeah, Sexton. Yeah, again. could yeah. could fit their timeline uh, of a rebuild. You know, you could have these guys around, develop those young guys still. You know, make make those trades. You know, or just give the the minutes to your young guys, and you could develop with them. But then again. The three-headed, you know, monster that you've got right now of Collins, Markkinen, and Sexton is horrendous. Those three are not going to work well together at all. Like, if you had to make me pick three players out of a hat, that would be the combination. Like, nobody in their right mind would try to build a team with those three guys kind of at the center of everything. Like, John Collins and Laurie yeah, Markkinen, yeah, yeah. very similar sizes, you know, both athletic guys that can move down the court. Uh, you know, obviously I like that. Uh, I, I think right now in that small ball generation, I kind of like being able to bully the, the little boys in the, point, uh, the paint a little bit, you know, take it to the post. But uh, always in the point. Yeah, they. Uh, the, the, other than that, like the shooting and the spacing is not going to work that well as those guys as your leading members in the the front court. Uh, you know, Sexton's kind of struggled with his outside jumper at times, and we know he's kind of a defensive liability as well. Like, and, and to go with that, Markinen and Collins aren't really great defenders in their own right. Like, sure they can get above the rim and you know make a, a block, but on ball, if you have a you know athletic six six uh, you know wing, you can throw at them. Neither of them are going to be able to cover them no matter where they are on the court pretty well. Uh, so I, I just think as this team sits right now, it doesn't make sense. It can't be what they want long-term. I'm assuming they're waiting to, you know, pull the trigger and try and, uh, you know, make some kind of a deal. You know, may, maybe they trade in a bunch of these guys and get a disgruntled star and, uh, you know, again, just try to speed up yep. this entire pace. Because, again, if you package, you know, Collins, hey, Collins, Jordan Clark, yeah, fuck it, yeah, send Dame to Utah. That's what you get, man, uh, for all, the, all, all this holdup. <laughs> they'd be good. I'm telling you, they'd be good. Yeah, and, but, again, yeah, you have enough guys you can package here that, uh, you know, a team that wants to compete but just has a, a player that isn't meshing right uh i mean i don't know maybe uh you know we said trey young to a i don't know if uh, john collins 
would want to go right back to Atlanta or, or if they'd want them. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. these are, there are guys out there that someone's going to want to, to move at some point and you know, might want to you know get some of these these veteran guys out there. Uh, hey, I mean, Donovan Mitchell on this team would be interesting. Yeah, that, that, that would actually be really good. Yeah. And then you go and you talk to Minnesota, get some rim protection. Rudy oh, Gobert, yeah, that whole experiment hasn't worked out in Minnesota at all, so you might as well really try nice. and get them. Uh, that, they could work together. Uh, yeah. And then 2024, they'll probably be the world's shut down again. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll keep a close eye on the Jazz because, uh, yeah, I, I think they're, they're a team to watch. They're going to be in the mix to, you know, kind of be with all the, the wind horse rumors. Everybody that's uh, going to be watching the NBA is going to keep an eye on them because they, they, they could make a major impact on, uh, on, on the scene uh, that's in store for us. But next up, we, yeah. uh, we actually just talked about them, a uh, brief mention there, and now we're, uh, we're diving right into it. Uh, the Northwest Division, the sexiest division, of, of course. So sexy. And nothing more sexy than Minnesota, baby. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, they are uh, they're a team, man. Uh, and it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'll say this. I, I think I, I just got to get this right off the bat. I, may, I, I've, I don't know if I've had this big of a f- script flip in quite a long time. Because <laughs> for anyone who listened to the podcast last year, every year Jordan and I make a quick bet before the season starts. Jordan was uh, the winner for uh, maybe the first time ever. Hey! Uh, nope. th- this year, uh, and uh, it, it was just to see. I, I said that the Timberwolves would not make the playoffs. They barely did it, but they did it. Uh, and, and I really didn't think they were going to oh, do yeah. it. And now, Jordan, I kind of look at the Timberwolves as potential dark horse NBA championship contenders. Are you fucking crazy? I'm not man. crazy, man. All I, right. I'm diving Alex, into this. Don't let Matt forget about this. He's gonna mm-hmm. have to go. He's gonna go. Go back and try and delete this. Don't let him do it. I'm just marking this right now. Hey, I, I, I genuinely do think that this team has some legs here. Uh, I mean, hey, if you want to go back to, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, teams who gave them the most competitive run in the uh, the playoffs. You look at the Denver Nuggets True. playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the Timberwolves actually, you know, gave them a run for their money. I, I believe took two games off them, if I if I remember yeah, I correctly. So. Uh, yeah. uh, so I mean, they they have that under their their belt. And then you look at their their main kind of key guys. I mean, Rudy Gobert. Uh, I mean, hell. Uh, the Kyle Anderson thing is still really funny uh, that that happened and how much everybody just hates this guy and it never seems to work and he just doesn't understand that he is the problem. Uh, but even then, he's still a uh, you know an all-time rim protector, one of the the best uh, defensive bigs that we've uh, you know seen in in, in decades. Uh, you know you have Carl Anthony Towns, who's a, a great versatile offensive big, uh, can play the small ball five when Rudy inevitably gets played off the court. So you still have that, but <laughs> to his credit. I still didn't like it. We didn't get to see it a lot because of a lot of injuries throughout the year. Uh, but, uh, you know, Cat and Towns, uh, you know, they, they weren't horrible playing off each other. So I, I'll give them that. I still don't think it's the, the way of the future. Uh, and, and then, yeah, and you couple in, you know, Anthony Edwards, who's kind of become the big dog, the alpha on that team, uh, an insane score, freak athlete. If he's healthy, uh, you know, Ant-Man is one of the most entertaining stars in the NBA, uh, bar nine. And, you know, I could see him averaging, you know, 30 points per game, being in the MVP conversation, uh, you know, taking this team over the top in these close games in the fourth right. quarter. And then you've got a lot of good pieces off the bench. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker started to kind of come into his own. Uh, Kyle Anderson, I already mentioned, uh, I-, I think has, you know, a lot of potential here, uh, you know, to – continue being a big part of this team off the bench, uh, slowing it down and just being a 
great Swiss Army knife for them. They get a potential, you know, six-man-of-the-year candidate, Nas Reed, to come off the bench. He can also play the four or the five. Or if they want to go with that jumbo lineup, uh, you know, uh, get Jaden McDaniels out of the way, who's also an exciting prospect, uh, to go along with, uh, with guys like Leonard Miller uh, on the team, uh, another Canadian, a guy, the guy who could come out there and, you know, give them buckets off the bench, pretending on how the, the season goes, like, I really do think there's a situation where the Timberwolves can shock a lot of people this year and, uh, you know, maybe make a run to the, the second or even the conference finals. Yeah, well, I don't think I'm quite as high on them as you, Matt. I've just, you know, I've been burned by the Timberwolves too many times. I, I, I like They're a team... I'm going to wear my Wiggins jersey every day, man. Day one. Day they're... one Timberwolves fan. <laughs> they're, they're a team, like, there's a few teams, like, I don't care how good they are on paper or how good they project. There's just certain franchises I'm like I I I'm, I can never get on the bandwagon until I actually see it happen. I just mm-hmm. cannot I cannot fathom a good uh, you know competent Timberwolves team. But their jerseys are also that, kind of they're kind of they're kind of they're kind of bitchy, man. I don't they don't look like you win a title right. in those jerseys. You're right. You're right. They're gonna need to change those up. But but like I I do agree they're they're. They haven't looked this good to start a season in in quite a while. Like even the fact that you've got a guy like Mike Conley there from the beginning, yep. rather than fucking D'Lo, who they tried to make work for these last and two years. Conley was got, good for them. Yeah, and he's the perfect guy. Uh, again, we talked about the Timberwolves earlier in the year before they made their their midseason trades. That they they we, we did uh, you know who's the big dog? They didn't have a single big dog because every, everyone was either you know Anthony Edwards was still too young, not you know he's still doing a few sort of immature kind of things. Cat's never going to be a fucking big dog. Um, He's a you know, cat for God's got, sake. He can't be the big dog. <laughs> Even though he was good he was good in uh, the FIBA World Cup, I'll give him that. Um, but, you know, obviously, even though technically Rudy Gobert is a 31-year-old NBA veteran, nobody cares what Rudy Gobert says. You mm-hmm. know, they, they had so many problems, but I do think they've done a pretty good job of trying to fix those with bringing in a guy like Conley, um, you know, keeping Kyle Anderson, like a guy like that, who another vet who, who uh, you know, keeping him solidly in the rotation, you know, using playing to him his strengths and using him, um, and and then and then yeah, like giving Anthony Edwards the the, the ball and spots to be successful. Um, I, I do think they they sort of figured things out as as the year went on. Um, but again, I, I don't. I feel the same as I did last year. I think this team would be better if they traded Carl Anthony Towns for a haul of, I'm not sure what. Like I, 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 I get that there's that's probably a hard guy to find a good trade partner for. Like not many teams are looking for a center like Carl Anthony Towns, a guy who you can't really defend as like the or you can't really depend on as a a sort of key rim protector, like a, a runner of your defense there from the center spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but who, you know, uh, you know, at least according to him, is one of the best offensive big men ever. He's shooting uh, the three, and, man. Uh, Give him some credit. Well, he was, it, he's working he, on the summer three. You can, you, can, you can spread the floor, that's for sure. But, you know, it, it, there, I understand it might be tough to move him, but I just think, you know, when that, that, all, that stretch last year when Carl Anthony Towns was out and you had – um, I don't even remember if this was after the Conley trade or if it was just D'Lo. It might have, I think it might have been before. Um, but it was, you know, D'Lo, it was Ant, it was Kyle Anderson, it was uh, Jaden McDaniels, and it was Rudy Gobert at the five. And everyone could space it out. Everyone could shoot a little bit. So everyone was, 
the paint was open for Rudy Gobert to dive to the rim, get his offensive rebounds, get his little dunks. He wasn't getting in the way of Cat and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You had movement on the perimeter. You also had space for uh, uh, Anthony Edwards to drive to the rim. Like all the issues that the Cat Gobert front court faced, those were totally fixed. And I loved that stretch of basketball. <laughs> That the the Timberwolves were playing, and then when Cat came back again, they they still they can kind of figure things out. I I get it, you know. Chris Finch says, "Oh, when you have Carl Anthony Towns, you don't play small, you play big." I still don't. I completely disagree with that. I think Carl Anthony Towns just, if he's playing the four, he is going to get burned way too many times defensively um, compared to what he can give you at that position on the offensive end. So he'll, he'll foul I, I out just, a lot. That's for sure. And he'll foul the foul out, especially you know in the in, in the playoffs. And then you're gonna have one of your two most expensive guys at this point uh, just just sitting out. That's just an inevitability. Um, so I still hate the roster construction of this team in terms of just with those two together. I think the rest of the roster I really like, and I do agree they've got good guys off the bench, namely Nas Reed, who yeah could be a six man of the year uh, type guy. One of, probably the best backup big in the league. I think you can safely say that oh, right yeah, now. For sure. But all the more reason, the fact that you have him, to just see what te- – keep testing the market with Cat. Just see who you can get. Like, the, the, the type of guy I would love to see is like, you know, like an OG Ananobi type, like someone who can play up, really defend at that four position, um, and, and as athletic and as big, but can shoot it as well. Um, you know, more spacing uh, around Cat, uh, or sorry, around Anthony Edwards and around Rudy Gobert, um, I just think is, is is what you need, but not someone like Carl Anthony Towns who, yeah, he spaces it, but he's just slow-footed. He's way too big. He cannot, he could, he's not a modern type NBA defender. He's just not, unless you're going to play him at center, and they've already pushed their chips into, you know, they, they've got Rudy Gobert holding that down. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing that's holding me back from thinking, you know, this Timberwolves team can reach those heights that, that you're talking about. But, you know, I do think Chris Finch is a good, really creative coach. So maybe they can make something work. But I, I would just like this team a hell of a lot more if they just uh, traded Carl Anthony Towns, man. Well, uh, we're going to see who's right on this one, man. Who knows? Maybe we'll put it, uh, we'll double down. $100. Okay. Can the uh, the Timberwolves the make it past the first round? Just switch uh, it? All yeah, right. just, keep it, just keep it going. That'll make the regular season pretty boring, though. So we won't be doing that. The West uh, is tough, Matt. Someone's going to mm-hmm. be very disappointed. The West is fucking, like, so many teams are trying to win. Um so we'll see. The, we'll see who's, the, who's the disappointment. The league is uh, is deep for sure, man. And again, I think that this is a team that kind of speaks to the the depth uh, as a and kind of a team that I literally have circled here as a, you know disappointment disappointing season upcoming. Uh, and that's the Oklahoma <laughs> City Thunder. Uh, it, oh, it, you think so? In my opinion, I mean, and we'll, we'll get into it, but I, I mean, just to, to kind of cover them first. I mean, this is a, a team that last year. Uh, you know, they they came into it with pretty much no expectations. People weren't sure what the direction was going to be. Assumedly, that they were going to be you know, trading a lot of guys, trying to get more picks, or maybe finally moving those picks and uh, you know bringing in some kind of uh, new talent uh, in Oklahoma City. But uh, what ended up happening was they kind of just stayed pat with everything they had. They wanted to just ride the season out, and uh, they let SGA just ball, go off, and uh, you know assert himself as 
a possibly you know top five guard in the NBA, uh, which is crazy to say. Um, but uh, that, that's the world that we're living in right now. Uh, they're now also going to be you know returning uh, you know franchise guys like Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, who have you know continued to show that uh, they're they're amazing NBA starting caliber guys. Josh Giddy, you know potentially uh, you know he's shown some flashes of you know an All Star type guy. Uh, you know maybe a, that running mate that SGA needs in the backcourt. Uh, and then most exciting of all, I would say you know you've got Chet uh, Chet Holmgren coming off the you know his missing his rookie season and you know there's a lot of uh excitement around this guy versatile big you know can stretch the floor perfectly kind of like carl anthony towns rudy gobert if they uh, they had a kid uh he, he turned out a <laughs> hockey but uh I, I mean all in all uh th- this this is a team that you know has a lot of upside tons of potential they're all so so young still but i just look at it right now and as the roster is constructed Play in at best. I still don't think that they think at the end of the day, SGA is going to have to carry this team, Jordan. I just don't know if he's ready to carry them to a actual playoff berth. Well, I mean, he looked ready, Matt, this summer mm-hmm. uh, in, at the FIBA World Cup. He looked ready to carry a team. Making, he's turned Dylan he, Brooks' career around. He has. He has. I would say he made Dylan Brooks a lot of money, but some fucking idiot on the Rockets actually gave him that contract. <laughs> Before he showed he could, so was it was do it anything was good? it the contract that made him confident, or was it SGA? It's hard to say. <laughs> well, exa- exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think SGA. You know, I cannot wait to see what he does this year. Mm-hmm. Um, like last year, I was a first team All NBA last year, deservedly so. He was absolutely incredible. And, and, you know, I think people are right, you know, looking at what he did this summer, that he maybe even took another huge leap and is, like, maybe one of the best. Like, to me, if he if he, if he he can do what he did in that FIBA World Cup, he, I think, you know, again, not to get ahead of myself, you know, we've, we've got awards predictions to give out. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the newer awards, this, what, what's the Clutch Award? Is that Jerry West? I think that's named after Jerry Lisa, West. Yeah. The, the one that uh, De'Aaron Fox won this year. I think that's that's uh, SGA's to lose. The way that yeah. he, like, as a guy who can handle the ball at 6'6". They'll probably be in a lot of close so games, many, too. 100%. And so many times over the summer, you needed a bucket, you just gave it to him. He would, you know, he can get to whatever spot on the court he wants. He's got a mid-range game that's absolutely beautiful. He's got this herky-jerky shit that he can get to the rim seemingly whenever he wants. And he can hit threes. Like, he, he is just, you know, I, I think he's just at a confidence level at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Took another step skill wise um and it's just amazing but like again the 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 question i feel like oklahoma city keeps dodging it kind of goes back to the the utah thing we were talking about about you know some of these guys are just going to be too old for the younger younger core like sga i know he's only 25 but chet holmgren and josh giddy are 20 and 21 Mm -hmm. so you're you're just putting a lot of pressure on these really young guys, these these rookies and and sophomores and third year guys, to really be good right away. Because it's like, well, SGA is in his prime, you know. I, I know he's just entering it, but like, come on, come on, like, you know, we we, we got to get on SGA's level. We we, we got to win here. Where where I don't think necessarily those guys are going to be ready to do that yeah. yet. Um, so I think it's just gonna. There's a potential in Oklahoma City for it to just get a little bit awkward, and and like you're saying, maybe. Um, you know, the expectations won't quite be met just because, yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard with such a young team, however good SGA is, um, you know. But that being said, all, all, Oklahoma City's maybe has got the best, you know, 
track record in terms of drafting, uh, you know, since Sam Presti's been there, mm-hmm. of any team in the league, like, Giddy does not play like a 20-year-old guy. Like, he's got, like, the court vision and, and the craftiness play of a style. much older player. Play style. Chet Holmgren, um, I know we haven't really seen him properly yet, but he's a guy who, who you know... Uh, it, when it comes to rookies, he's you know he's he's expected to make a huge impact, especially defensively, right away. Um, and it, and we saw last year, uh, wing Jalen Williams he comes out of nowhere, looks like the best rookie in the league towards the end of the year. Um, and and he's he's probably gonna or you know they'll be expecting him to take another leap this year. So yep. it, even though they do have a young team, I really love all their young guys. I even like the guy that drafted Casey Wallace. Um, you know, as a, as a tall point guard, uh, you know, out of Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a bit of a playmaker who can defend. Um, like, I, I like their team, but I, I'm kind of with you that they're just, they're not, they, they haven't pushed all their chips in yet to win. And, and I know they're being patient, but I was already sick of this last year. I remember yeah, talking yeah, about this. Yeah. I was like, you've got Chet before, I, th- I think this was before he, he got injured and I knew he wasn't going to play. I was like, you've got Chet, you've dipped your you dipped down in the lottery so many times with SGA as, as old as he is by now, make some trades, switch, swap out some of these guys, some of these assets. Yeah. You have a billion first round picks in for the next 20 years anyway. It's not like you need to be precious, but like with, the, the, with all the things you're saying about SGA, how good he is, how good he is right now, you it is your responsibility if you're a team, if you've got a guy that good, to put some more veterans around him um, to mix with your young guys because like at at this point OKC should have real expectations on their head like they yeah, should yeah. they should and and if if they don't do anything I, I agree with you they're going to fall short of them but they've got the fucking assets to do it so man up make some trades I'd love to I would love I would absolutely love to see an ej- injection of of vets uh in, in this team and and for them to make a real uh playoff push I think that'd be awesome yeah and, and I think that like this team's never had problems with trading guys away so uh you know how about you nut up and you know yeah. trade for somebody at yeah. this point uh because yeah I think you yeah. you nailed that you nailed it on that like at the end of the day this team is going to be capped by the experience that they have and uh right yep. now they just don't have it uh I I think that you know moving you know a couple of those things. You could move two first-round picks and one of these, uh, you know, top prospects you've got off the bench. Like an Usman Jang, you don't really need him. Uh, you know, yep. move yep. him in two picks. Someone would give you a, you know, borderline all-star talent. If you can get, like, a four or, a, like, a three, like, a, someone probably in there. Yep. I don't really think you even want to mess with the backcourt at this point. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Giddy and SGA, you can you can roll with that. Uh, but yep. I think you get, you just get somebody like that. Hell, you call up the Utah Jazz. Even if you get someone like Jordan Clarkson just to come off the bench and help exactly. you out a little so, bit. Yep. Like we said, he's not like the the you know it's, it's not like he's going to lead the locker room and galvanize the boys here. But I mean, just a guy who can go out there and you know maybe down the stretch in fourth quarters get you in there. I mean, we saw you know uh, back in the day with Chris Paul and uh, and Dennis Schroeder uh, with SGA like. Yep. That worked, having just a couple guys yep. along these young talents. It doesn't have to be a full team of vets. Just get a couple guys yep. in there. Uh, yep. uh, hey, bring back the uh, former Big Dog of the Year, Stephen Adams. Hell, he, he would probably love to be Do back it. in OKC. Uh, Lord knows, I yeah. feel like he'll probably retire super, like, way, like, just out of nowhere, in the middle of his uh, career, oh, sure. you know. He won't even uh, tell anyone. Yeah. He'll be like, see you later. Cheers, mate. Um, Fed you, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I don't know if you have the roster up right now, Matt, but... Uh, how, guess how many players are over thirty on the? Uh, uh, I'm on gonna the go with zero. 
one, Victor Oladipo uh, is there. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, he's, he, they got him. He's, he's, he's 31. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. no one. He's, I mean, they, he's, they even a, he's a young 31 in my mind. Even though he's got so many yeah, injuries, I still feel like he just got here the other day. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, you know, you've got... And then, like, your only real vet who really makes a difference, Kenrich Williams, is only 28. So, like, yeah, it's just... For... It's over now, like, yeah. in my mind. For, for OKC, like, you, you dip down again after getting fucking Chet Holmgren, who people were falling over themselves to get, uh, you know, in in that, you know, particular draft. You go again and get a guy like Casey Wallace, who I mentioned, like, stop. Stop doing it. Please, man up. Try and win. Um, I don't care how you do it. Like, mm-hmm. they just have so many assets. There's just no excuse not to uh, fill this team out a little bit more. Um, and, and, like... They will win any bid- bidding war to get anyone they want. They, yeah. they, they just will. So there's no excuse. Well, uh, let's see what they can do with the uh, the monopoly of uh, draft picks that they've kind of uh, built up and consumed uh, over the past couple seasons. And uh, hopefully they you know they make some noise. And I, 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 here at Big Dog Ball Talk, we're always banking on trades. It's the most exciting thing that can happen in sports. So, uh, you know, hopefully. I was hoping for a, a, a Dame trade uh, as we record. It's that would be 11 amazing. p.m. on September 26th. Yeah. That can happen. I, I I would love it to you know we're we're gonna probably stay in the booth a little bit longer tonight. Uh, it would be great and you know great that we're bringing that up because it's time to talk about Dame's current squad, the Portland Trailblazers, a team that uh, we've pulled no punches with over the past few seasons, <laughs> uh, largely uh, due in part to Damian Lillard and uh, his tenure there. Uh, one that uh, has completely soured in my mind. One of the guys who I, I would look to as one of my favorite guys to watch still is on the court when it comes down to it. Um, but, you know, the Trailblazers and him had amazing vibes, uh, perfect things. Uh, about them that you know just made them a, a team that you could get behind and you could believe in. Uh, they had that scrappiness. They had that kind of championship mindset. And now I feel like they have no vibes to speak of. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> zilch. Like this team is just a bunch of random fucking guys signed to a roster, and everybody is just being held hostage by Damian Lillard and his agents. Like at this point, this that's <laughs> seriously what what it is. The management. Like I don't. I get. I I don't get all this shit like obviously i guess it's more the 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 team that would be trading him uh that he he would be getting traded to pardon me uh that would be more hesitant with all this oh he'd be unhappy there he doesn't want to play there he won't report to training camp all this like fake foo-foo bullshit that i guarantee he's not going to actually do uh because i mean dame seems like a you know pretty salt to the earth guy i would be shocked if out of nowhere he decides he's going to now be a diva i think that's a that's some of his management talking not necessarily him uh but you know, but before we even get into you know, kind of trade talk, I guess you look at the roster as it is. You know, they bring in Scoot Henderson. They're hoping you know build around him. They've got Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp, both you know up and coming two guards. Uh, Shaden Sharp probably uh, they are a lot more for the future rather than uh, you know Anthony Simons. Uh, and, and then you've got Jeremy Grant, who is signed to that mega deal uh, in, in the offseason and will they, they will live to regret for years to come. Uh, and then you've got Yusuf Nurkic, who just can't be on the basketball court more than 12 games a year, and then a bench of absolutely fucking nothing. So this team is just, uh, it's going to be, like, if Dame's there the whole year, they could will themselves to the 10 seed one more time. They can do it. They'd love it. Uh, Portland fans, I'm sure, sure you can't get enough of being the, 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 
the only team to always make the fucking play in every single year it's been uh, <laughs> been running. I uh, don't know if that's true. They might not have even made it last year. I can't remember. But no, uh, I didn't. Are you kidding? Yeah. They were. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, they dropped it crazy, didn't they? Yeah, but uh, and the year before they just shamelessly tanked. Well, it Shameless. didn't even work out for them. But uh, no. at the end of the day, Jordan, I mean, like when you look at this Trailblazers squad as it's currently constructed today, without Damian Lillard being moved. Uh, I mean, what what's the deal? Like, what 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 should we even expect from these guys? Uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like nothing. I mean, yep. you know, if 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 Dame is there, I, I don't even know. I don't even want to think about what would happen if Dame was there, is there because it's just going to be so ugly. Depressing. Like he's, he's just going to be so unhappy. It's going to be so sad. Slugging and it's gonna through be, the like, Oregon Trail, pissed. Portland. Portland has to do that because that will get the career of Scoot Henderson off to yeah. such a bad start. It'll be so terrible. You'll be you'll be you know shooting yourself in the foot you know with that whole relationship right at the beginning. Um, so they they just have to move Dame, I, I, and and I'm confident that they will. Um, and and I'm sure we'll get into that. But like theoretically, if he was there leading the team, it's still a terrible team. Like, yeah. like, and I, and I'm, I'm sick of mincing, mincing words, you know, with, with, with Portland. They're, they're just bad. Like, yeah. they're just not constructed well. They've got a couple of, like, young guys. cute guys. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. like, not, not as little. Like, man, you could be good somewhere else, just not in Portland. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, even a guy like Nurkic, like, like, I like Nurkic, but yeah, he cannot stay on the court. I think this might just be the story of his career for yeah. going, you know, going on out now. He's, he's a twenty-nine-year-old heavy-set big man. Yeah. <laughs> like he's uh, they, they don't really age well. Um, even though he is European, you know, he, he can, you know, he's, he's guy still rolls an like, ankle getting out of bed every morning. <laughs> but like in a on a different team with a different, you know big man rotation maybe he wouldn't be relied on as much and he could use him so like there's a lot of those guys who i'm like i you're okay but yeah just not on the blazers i don't like that they gave anthony simons all the money that they did Mm -hmm. i I understand he's he's a he's a you know really really talented offensive player but he's just another kind of smaller guard who doesn't defend anybody and and can only really score he's not much of a playmaker i've just not not the biggest fan doesn't help his like the contract doesn't become make him any more tradable i don't feel either no, no, that's the other thing. Like, I, I don't see anyone really wanting to bite on that, so you might just have to wait that one out. But, like, and, and, and Jeremy Grant, like, I, uh, Jeremy Grant was, like, for the money he's been getting paid the last two years, he's just so not lived up to it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a guy. Yeah, he was in the MVP conversation last year. What are you talking about <laughs> for a week, for a two day, the first two uh, days? Oh, you're right. Well, he's just dangerously, in my mind, in the category of, like, good stats, bad team guy, or guy like fucking Andre Drummond style, puts up good stats, but doesn't actually help you win. Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so off of Jeremy Grant, even though I like him, you know, as an idea, as a guy, he's got a really good NBA body, he's still, he's still you know, young-ish, mm-hmm. can do a lot of different things, um, but, like, there's, yeah, there's just so many guys I don't like, but... If you just look at the bare bones of what they've got in terms of young, young assets, Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp as a backcourt is fucking sick. Mm-hmm. I really like those two as uh, you know a, a point guard, shooting guard duo. Both guys who are athletic enough that they're going to hustle defensively. They both got really good size for their position. Jump out um, the fucking gym. Uh, yeah, absolute fucking uh, freak athletes, the, 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 the two of them. And, and so that I, I really like, um, but... You know, I think trading Dame, you know, should just be the beginning for this team. I think it should be a total 
retooling, get get some other guys in there around those two that I just mentioned. Um, and there's so much you can you get like the the hypothetical Dame deal, the Jeremy Grant deal. You could pawn him off if you play it right to mm-hmm, somebody, mm-hmm. even though he's kind of expensive. Uh, yeah, we, we we touched on Anthony Simons. Maybe you're not going to be able to get him anywhere, but. You know, Nurkic you could trade out. Uh, I don't know how much value you get from him, but there's a lot of these older guys that are just kind of hanging around, and they they just don't they just don't need to be there. They they they, yeah. they don't. Um, and and yeah, I, I think the, as a backcourt, those those two young guys that they have are, are a really good starting point. But until they move on the rest of this, and and you know, Dame being the first domino, and all these other other things happen, they're just going to be this. It's continue to be just this sad pathetic team with with no direction um and you know i already have to watch the raptors who are who are that i, I don't want to have to deal with another fucking team uh and and it's been so long for portland so so yeah they, they've i mean how many times i mean when we started this podcast we were begging the blazers to trade yeah, dame might have been one of those three years ago might have been the the very first podcast there might have even been a mention about that uh talk about the yep. best best uh, players at each position uh but uh yeah. yeah it's crazy that this has been dragged out for so goddamn long uh but uh i mean to, to kind of cap this off jordan maybe you brought up the raptors there uh, the one of the the front runners potentially to acquire damian lillard uh and it would be you know have to be a blockbuster trade uh you know alongside the miami heat who is uh you know all the the clear favorite from uh, from Dame's perspective as it is uh, that he wants to go to pulling a Kevin Durant sees the team losing the finals and figures I can just coast over there a uh, bit of yep. a different situation obviously but uh, still a, a a kind of a weak move from a guy who's tried to embrace the grind uh, as uh, quote unquote the whole his whole career uh, e- either way <laughs> I mean. Both teams would present very interesting options, and wherever Damian Lillard goes, your team will get a, a you know a noticeable boost in you know your your ceiling, your potential to make a run for a championship. Uh, between the two teams, and we're going to look at this from the perspective of the Portland Trailblazers. Who do you think has the juicier package? Uh, the, the Toronto Raptors with uh, you know OGN and Obi and uh, their 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 share of picks along with you know a couple of veteran guys, or the Miami Heat deal centered around Tyler Hero uh, as well as the you know, same similar amount of assets. Uh, I in my mind again, I'm I'm not being a homer here, and I'm gonna I mean I'm happy to explain why I think the Raptors have a way better deal mm-hmm. uh, to, to to offer the Blazers, and I would take it in a second like. I do not need Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is the last type of player I need to find the Blazers. Yep. I just ran through all the guards that I like from there, from them, plus Anthony Simons, uh, who you would still have in this scenario. You do not need another, uh, you know, shoot, uh, talented, you know, three-point shooting shooting guard who can't really defend. Doesn't do much outside of scoring. You know, he's got a decent bag. I, I'm not. I, I don't dislike Tyler Hero. But you just do not need that that player. He's yeah. the absolute last type of guy you need. OG Ananobi is the perfect fit, and I know for a fact you know it's been well it's re- been reported for the last few years. Portland has loved OG Ananobi and tried to get their hands a lot on of him talks at the as trade a guy to, on this year. Yeah, and and as a guy to put next to Dame, obviously that would be in exchange for Dame. You know, in in, in this scenario, but even just as, as a guy to put next to the, those two guards I was talking about, like. As a, a, a front court guy who can play, he can play. I mean, if you really wanted to, you could you could play him at the two. But he can play three, four, and I mean, depending on where basketball goes, how how, how far we go with the small ball shit. OG could even one day be like a small ball five. But he's so versatile. He can play across the front court. He can shoot it. He can defend. Uh, you know, multiple positions. Uh, you know, he's he's 
regarded as one of the best uh, perimeter defenders in the NBA, but he can hold up on the on the interior as well. Like he's just so versatile on that end of the ball, and that's mm-hmm. what Portland needs. That's what Portland's been. Ironically, that's what Portland's been missing as a guy next to Damian Lillard for all these years. Um, you know, I, I think Portland kind of wanted Jeremy Grant to be more like OG Ananobi, but he's just he's just not quite there. Yeah. Um, so in my mind, it's 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 not even close. If you're just looking at the the central asset um, in, in in terms of you know that 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 player between Hero and, and OG. Um, and again, I I don't think I'm being biased when I'm saying that. Like I I, I truly believe. Uh, that that's just so much better, and I think that's why, again, there wasn't a deal done with Miami right away. Like if there was a deal that Portland liked, if they were able to reward Damian Lillard, send him where he wants to go, I I think they would have probably done that. Yeah. But like clearly they're not convinced that you know Jovic is going to be anything special. Everyone's trying to you know everyone in Miami I'm sure is trying to talk up uh, Jaime Jaquez uh, you know as if he's going to be some mm-hmm. some awesome player I think he's great I, I really like him but you know he's he's he can only be so good um, and and so yeah I I I don't know about you Matt but I, I think the Raptors package is is far superior um, even if you're going to look at you know picks uh, you know I I, I don't know I it's it, it's hard to project but the Heat are always good the Heat always want to compete even yeah. if it looks like they're in the dust as long as eric spolster and pat riley are there they're going to be good so i'm not really interested in in com- compiling uh draft picks from the miami heat so you know all that they all that stuff's just working against the heat uh and, and it's making them harder you know it's making it harder for them to get a deal done um I don't know, man. I like the Raptors package. Yeah, I, I definitely agree i mean again trying not to sound like a homer uh but I, at the end of the day I think that, you know, they're totally different players, so it, it really comes down to, you know, for Portland, what makes more sense. And like we've covered, you know, here already, like I'm not going to beat the, the point to depth. But, again, yeah, they need the defense. They need size in the front court. Uh, they don't need another scoring guard, uh, you know, at either spot. So uh, even off the bench, like, I mean, as like an elite six man, uh, one, do I think that's kind of a waste of Tyler Hero's talents uh, at this point in his career? I don't think that that's where he needs yep. to be, especially on a team that's not even contending. Uh, I, I think that, and again, he, and he's too small. He's not nearly a good enough defender to play the three. So I, I really do think that OG is really the only thing that makes sense. I think that the talent you'd be getting as like the supporting cast may be marginally more valuable from the side of the Heat just because of the, the you know, the, the prospects that they're available to give up. Uh, you know, Toronto's got a couple of nice juicy guys of their own to, to kind of throw up there, but uh, I, I do think that uh, the, the traction level's a little higher on the side of the Heat. The picks might as well be even. Uh, I, I don't see, you know, whichever side, you know, gets Dame, they're going to be competitive for, you know, the next couple of years. Uh, so I, I think if you're, you're Portland, I, uh, and from all indications, it does seem like the, the Raptors are legitimately in this conversation and may actually, you know, make yep. a move here. Uh, and if that happens, obviously, you know, Jordan and I are going to try and, uh, you know, get a podcast out on that, uh, you know, as soon as we can. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this is all going to be dated. All this whole yeah, conversation yeah. when this drops. Uh, sorry, everybody. Yeah, again, but, this, is, this will be like Matt, three days I'm, before, three days in advance before uh, we, we release this. So, uh, okay. The, Dame, you can do it on Saturday. Yes. May, and that's 29th, that's, I think. That, I, I, I genuinely think, you know, media day for both those teams is on Monday. I genuinely think we're going to get a text about it on Sunday night. They said something at 11.59. There's been reports that said that it's going to be, that it, pretty much it's going to be finalized by the end of the week. 
Uh, so right, let, let, yeah. let's see that the countdown's on. Maybe it's already happened by the time you're listening to this. And uh, if it is, then uh, you know, stay tuned for the uh, the next episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, until then, Jordan, uh, you know, uh, barring any of uh, these these teams, uh, you know, making a move, uh, the next division that we are going to be previewing is the Pacific, but could be the Southeast, could be the Atlantic, maybe it's another division. Who the fuck knows? But follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we even got that Facebook up and running, but uh, you know, TikTok, Twitter, those are uh, definitely the spots to check us out at. This is Matt or Jordan Flagel. Stay tuned for the next episode of our 2023-2024 NBA Divisional Previews. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Uh, big dogs don't shit in their crates. Mm-hmm, uh, no, they just, don't. Just to be clear, if you're a big dog. A uh, bit delayed jumping on here, uh, Matt. You, you you know, I had to clean up uh, the shit out of the crate of... Uh, of my little dog. Isn't that funny? We both uh, have little dogs. We're big dogs with with little dogs. We don't we don't need to we don't need to, to cope with these giant dogs around us, man. We just need some cuddly little guys make us feel good. Be yeah, kind of gross be, looking. Yeah, it would be emasculating. We have to be the big dogs. Yeah, exactly. uh, we have to put the little dogs in that place. But uh, yeah, big dogs. You know, I don't shit in my crate anymore. I used to uh, mm-hmm. when I was a little pup, but I grew out of it. So uh, everybody, grow grow the fuck up. Stop shitting in your crate. <laughs>